Welcome to everything, everyone. I'm super excited because the bitch has a new guest today. Yeah. We've been trying. We've been missing each other, but bitch, we finally did it. Finally. Welcome, Jesse. Oh, my God. Pride Slayer. Do you have to do the yeah. whole thing? Uh, no, honestly, the Pride Slayer uh, is kind of my moniker, and there's a big story behind it, essentially. But no, I just go by Jesse. You can call me Jesse. We're friends. Well, what's the story like? Um, so, you know, growing up, I am the youngest sibling by nine years, so I didn't really have anyone around and I lived in the middle of nowhere and I've always had a fascination with writing and with art. And I started kind of writing a, a story, a, a fictional story about my history, if you will. And, you know, so my father's Italian and my mother's German, and it was kind of this fiction about, you know, this hypothetical life uh, that I used to live. And basically, you know, the son of a Roman legionnaire and the son of a Nordic horror created this person, this barbarian, yeah. believe it or not, Rome was actually overthrown by the barbarians. And there was a lot of breeding between the soldiers and the Germanic tribes and they would pick up their armor and whatnot. So honestly, it started out kind of as a, you know, a metaphor for myself in a fiction I was writing. And to be honest, I've honestly actualized that person into who I wanted to be. And sometimes I think it's good to have an outlet like that to figure out who you do want to be. Oh, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. We're going to make sure this little feedback situation gets together. But, um, so wait, you, you wrote a whole story and did fictional characters, and now you've like become the fucking main character now? Like, but you're um, fucking. In essence, you know, I'm not crazy or do I think, you know, any kind of. Um, you strike me. Okay, here's the thing. Yeah. You strike me as a dude who lost a bunch of weight and now knows everything. Okay. All right. Yeah. I really appreciate your candid um, <laughs> your candid assessment of my personality. You know, I, I think I try to do a good job being humble, but you're not wrong. I do yeah. sometimes think that. No, I listen, I'm not being, I promise I'm not. No, no, no I, I actually, I mean, that's, that's totally a thing, but I get it though. Like, I just find it funny because like your your posts and stuff are so positive and I'm like such a bitch that I'll just be like like I, well, I, we're I, so I, similar. My reflex honestly is to be that way, you know. Really? I, well, uh, I got locked up because the reflex got too bad. You know, the thing is too, once you start training and you know you're you're all of a sudden a, a, a real fighter, not just someone, you know, who's picking up a couple classes and you know I, I ended up hurting somebody and really looked at some long time uh, I was looking at 10 years and oh, shit. You know, fortunately, yeah fortunately God uh, had other plans for me and you know I was only in trouble for a couple months had some house arrest for a little bit and they ended up dropping the indictment well that's good oh my god holy yeah. shit I'm not you you probably haven't seen the picture if you get a chance I did upload a new video uh, or my first video on my YouTube and there's a little clip of me when I was 21 uh, you know, I'd been training for maybe six months under Adam Gomez at Georgetown MMA. And, you know, I was just hanging out at a field party and uh, I got punched first and everything. But long story short, you know, I really hurt the guy who's in the hospital in a coma. And sure. right. And the thing is, when you hit someone, you don't know what kind of conditions they have, mm -hmm. et cetera, uh, going into it. So, you know, I learned a lot because my daughter was maybe a year and a half old at the time and speaking to her. 
you know, through a, a phone that I can barely use because all the numbers are worn off of it, frantically trying to remember someone's number to call, you know, to come get me and then finally getting. Oh, yeah, especially now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I mean, this was around five years ago or so, because really, as soon as I was set free, um, I had made a deal with God. If he would get me out of that, I would make my life a testimony for him. And I've messed up along the way. Before. Okay. Okay. Yep. No, I've, bitch, I've been there. Oh, my God. No, you know, I am. Um, you wouldn't see the thing about that situation is like, first of all, bitch, you hit you first. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you learned the lesson, but also it's like, what are you supposed to do when a nigga hits you? You know what I mean? I mean, okay. I'm going to go into a little more extent on the injuries because I deserved to do 10 years. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it sounds like self-defense. Uh, well, he hit me. Of course, it was self-defense, but at a certain point, um, he had about 10 friends there and I was by myself. And I looked at his friends. I can cuss on here, right? Yeah, I've heard bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, for, it's for educational purposes. I don't mind a curse for educational purposes. Uh, but I looked at his friends and I said, if any of you motherfuckers touch me, you're next. And I mean, I, I kicked the shit out of him. You know, I, I think he may have had broken ribs, uh, swelling on the brain. Uh, Jesus. He got a lot of injuries. And uh, it was one of those things. He caught me at the... I, then I would say wrong time. Now I would say right time. Um, I'm doing a series right now kind of about my theological beliefs because, you know, a lot of Christians have real rigid beliefs and um, it causes a lot of problems, I feel like, because whether or not you're a Christian, one thing that I think everyone can agree on is that I can love you and you be different from me. Yeah. I don't I don't need, you know, if you like to cuss, I don't have to sit and tell you, hey, you're a bad person. You're going to hell for cussing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because it's the same difference when I, I look at someone lustfully when I'm in a marriage. You know, it, I have to I have to look at everything equal and loving. And ultimately, that's what Jesus commands us to do. And anybody that thinks that you're supposed to be rude to anybody, we're reading different books. Yeah, see, well, yeah, I always know I have to tiptoe when it's like really nice people because I... You don't have know, to tiptoe at all. I, I, well, I just know how abrasive I could be. So I just be like, oh my God, every time. If anything, I think abrasiveness is funny and I think that's why you're so funny. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, because the thing is that you're not doing it. So we like kind of like we were talking about love earlier. You're not doing it as a reflex that you don't like me because if you didn't like me, I think you would keep it to yourself. But I'll were you have you on my podcast? Exactly, exactly. So they have a conversation. Yeah, and and another thing is like if it if it was a legitimate criticism of maybe some aspect of theology, part of me being educated in my beliefs is that I'm ready for that. You know, like when it comes to there's certain passages in the Bible uh, that have certain descriptions of like, for example, it's better to and I'm going to say it kind of crudely because you you know you I think yeah. it's better to bust a nut in a bitch. And bust one on the ground, you know, and it, it's kind of like but when you read other passages from different translations, it doesn't say that, you know, it, it starts talking about monogamy. And so I'm basically doing a study of all different translations. And, you know, I find my own what I believe God is trying to talk to me and say, because man has corrupted the word. And ultimately, you know, I, I'm here to love. And so that's what yeah, I saw that you were doing a, a series. I didn't know if it was like following your life or is it. Is it I, have like, I have three I'm working on. I actually, oh, you know, shit. yeah, I, I spent probably six hours today in between training, working on this, woke up this morning, super early. I didn't have to be at the gym from until nine, from nine to noon. 
and you know as soon as i came home spent some time on it and it's about how aliens and angels are the same thing essentially and you know it, it dives into it with factual evidence i don't want to just tell people all these ludicrous things and not be able to back it up yeah no i uh i was man if people knew me like when i was like a so- sophomore see i was a real dumpster when i was younger right real piece of shit mm-hmm. well i mean i was gonna see nothing's changed right I was, I was gay and tortured uh no things i think i think i've gotten better um because what ended up happening was like right after my sophomore year i went to i went to a church camp oh my god Yes, I would do a church camp. You probably have more gay experiences at church camp than you have at a, a gay night. Honestly, no. Oh my god, no, I did not. But but yeah, it's funny that you say that. <laughs> but I know how it is. I don't try to cover up for other people's like, you know, I I don't want to say the word like you know lies, but that they ultimately a lot of those guys are you know closeted homosexuals, and you know honestly, I think it would be healthier if they just. Oh, I think you're thinking this went bad. No, you're, you're oh, wrong. Okay, you're good. Oh, okay. Oh no, I went. I went there and I was like on fire for Jesus. I quit drinking. I quit smoking. I I like. I used to. I, I this like went into like college. Like I like went door to door. Like and did like spring breaks. Like oh my god, just was so in it. Right. Yeah. I, I, I literally have a Bible with my name inscribed in the store only because it has my name in it um at this point (laughs) it's a keepsake to a a time in your life yeah 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 100 percent. but i definitely that's what kind of gave me a conscience but now that i don't really follow that stuff anymore i've kind of evened out in that way so like you know i'm not amazing by any means but i like i'm only i try to be an asshole to people who deserve it you know what i mean He's well, my powers the, for good. Right. One of the core principles, you know, is kind of like looking at your life uh, introspectively, I believe is the word, you know, from the inside and trying to be better, you know, whether or not you actually believe in God. It's one of those things that, yeah, you know, if you're a good person and you treat people well, usually your life ends up being better. So for, for the most part, but then again, like you were saying, you know, sometimes you got to smack someone up. Obviously I'm in the hurt business, so I, I can't say I'm completely, you know, harm free. Well, I uh, yeah. I definitely think you should always uh, like self reflect and self assess and things like that, especially during situations or whatever. Could I have been wrong? Devil's advocate for myself, just like I am for a lot of my friends. Like, okay, but bitch, don't you see how you were kind of tripping? Like, <laughs> I did shit all the time. Yeah, I mean, again, it, having a good perspective on on how to look at things and how to handle situations is good. By default, I try to be positive, but again, like you said, sometimes you just got to be like, "Hey, you're fucking up." Yeah, I saw your video where you where your roof was leaking, and then you turned it into like some type of positive spin. And I watched that. I was like, "Nigga, fix your roof." <laughs> <laughs> It's it leaks when it rains. Honestly, my bathtub's right beneath it. I'm not gonna lie to you, like man, a lot of my life is put into just training, and a lot of things get. Bro, I'm just kidding. I I literally just said that. Well, the thing is, like, I want to show you something. These are my these are my these are my glasses. Mm -hmm. No, look at them. They're all. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody all the time's like, "When are you gonna go get a new set of glasses?" I'm like. When I can't see out of these, like I'm, I'm one of those people. Like I, I'm such a minimalist now. It's, it's insane. 
No, trust me. I I definitely am. A, I come from that. I still am that. I I don't really decorate or anything like that in my house. If it breaks, bitch, I need a man to come fix it because. <laughs> or duct tape. If you get duct tape, okay. you don't need to no, come, but you fix it. my bathroom. What's the thing that whole toilet paper hangs on? But oh yeah, I, I just sit right on the back by now. My kids have already lost the the roller thing when we moved in, like probably within a month. Yeah, it's crazy. I cannot. They're pretty. Um, yeah. So, what's your what's your history with pop culture? What do you know about reality TV things like that? What do you? So I had mentioned really the last time I like sat and enjoyed a pop culture TV show was Jersey Shore, and I absolutely like. I went from I was the guy who hated Jersey Shore. Like I, I think I started season three. There was like reruns on MTV, and you know I, I binge watched the entire thing up to you know season three or the current thing and then kept up with it it was great you know it's one of those things and I, I didn't even look at it like a dumpster fire it was like genuinely interesting that people live this way and before that you know we had like room raiders and you know next and all that stuff on mtv but to be yeah. honest yeah though like that was the golden age for it after that when i when i turned 18 and i, I started getting out of the house and doing drugs to be honest with you i, I lost i haven't owned a a console since playstation 2 um you know i, I really kind of my life has changed so much you know in the last 10 years when I, again when i was 18 i was 380 pounds so it was like it went from being all pop culture to basically virtually none oh my god so yeah you're but you're in a drought okay very big drought right now no it's okay it's okay it's pop culture moisture well see that stuff is my comfort like even when i with like you know if you're going through rough times or like even if i was like a drug addict of some kind you know like you know like if if, if i was shooting up i'd want fucking housewives playing in the background you know, right. you know what i'm saying like have <laughs> your friends to your like then your mood like i completely get it you know right after jersey shore ended that was when i started you know going to the gym tan and laundry and at one point, I used to wear a flat bill hat and had my ears. Oh my god, you did the whole spin! Yeah, you well, tan I mean, and everything. Oh, I tan now. I love tanning. I ain't gonna lie to you. Okay. I went yep. earlier today when I got done training. My Viking, my pasty Viking ass looks better when I'm when I'm a little darker. <laughs> um, okay, so you've never seen like Bad Girls Club or anything like that? Nope. The monster. I'm. You know. I trying to think of some good stuff i've seen i've seen well the notebook i, I don't really if, if, know if that's yeah, even scripted stuff. shows what do you what kind of stuff are you into man if i told you that i don't watch any tv would you believe me i watch some anime here and there like attack on titan you know one piece naruto all that sailor moon huh sailor moon I see that's that was anime. that was a little bit no that's dope but that was a little bit like before i got into it Really, the anime came in the last like five years. I spend a majority of my time researching physics and space. To be honest with you. Oh like, my god! So you think we could be a simulation? Um. So my answer to that is yes. However, there. Okay. So there's a concept called a Boltzmann brain, which is like, all right, if you believe that the universe repeats itself over and over, that there's infinite universes, that means at some point there has to be a Anything that can happen will happen because it's happened infinite amount of time. So this concept called a Boltzmann brain is basically like where particles just arrange into a consciousness. 
So honestly, I do think our universe is some kind of simulation, but I think theology answers that question with God because by looking at it like a simulation, you're almost someone has to start that. the Xbox. Huh? Someone has to start the Xbox. Right. And write the code and be in charge of scripting. So yes, essentially, yeah. I, I do believe in simulation theory, but and it's gonna be in my series actually, some questions just like that. Uh, oh my god, you say yeah, that'll be bad bitch. Absolutely. That's that's one of the one of the soon ones actually. Yeah, I um I definitely like Google stuff like that or whatever when I'm feeling like very like educationy. You know, I like the I like, like some channels like some smaller channels that do you know daily videos or, or weekly videos. Lex Friedman has a great podcast. Uh, he brings a lot of different people on. You know, not to sound cliche, but I love Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan brings on great people. I, I don't like honestly watching the comedians as much as other people because a lot of times it just becomes like so political. And I don't mind talking about politics, but when it's just like, and we were talking, okay, look, you know, Demi Lovato, I watched her on there um, a couple of weeks ago. And so many times I noticed that Joe kind of sold out his criticalness because you could tell she was like, I, I don't know, I, like almost weak behind her eyes, like just waiting for something to be an issue. And it was like, Joe, I felt like he was tiptoeing around, you know, he was speaking to her and it, it, it what it's do you sucky. mean? What do you mean? Because yeah, this bitch is a snow ass flake. Okay, well, great term. She's a she is a snow ass flake. Yes, it it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I can't as a person who was way fatter than she ever was, and who's way poorer and less successful. I mean, I'm sorry that you're the all the money that you had growing up made you a bad person. I'm sorry that that's what you you want your excuse to be. Yeah, she's in the news right now because she is attacking a frozen yogurt shop because they had signed for sugar-free frozen yogurt. And it triggered her because she had an eating disorder. Right. What about diabetics, though? Yeah, bitch. What, what, about, what about bitch people who don't want sugar? That's just, that's just the thing. A healthier option. I don't even know if she's honestly like that much of a snowflake as much as she probably knows exactly that that's the kind of PR she wants. Why would you want pathetic ass PR? Because it's PR ultimately. I mean, how easy is it for someone to come back from a scandal? Look at R. Kelly. You know, I mean, he's still, I'm just saying it, it, it's not even anything that crazy. She's just saying the dumbest thing that can come out of her mouth that, or she really is that dumb. I, I have a little more, faith in humanity and hope that it's just lies and deceit but yeah. because if it is literally her being offended by stuff like that i mean i i don't know how a human being like that can survive see as someone who who has suffered from an eating disorder before i have never been offended by any types of signs or any type of I've never feel ashamed when I was heavy. I, I would feel like ashamed at stuff, or maybe I would avoid certain activities. With that's what I'm saying. Yeah, things like that. But or going to the pool, like I used to do. My tits were huge. Okay, you were I mean, a shirt. You were dude, a shirt I, guy. I would. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was shirt. My friends. My friends were so mean. They'd be like, "Dude, I can still see them big ass titties through your shirt." Yeah. Like, no, I, got I, I was in. I was insecure of being insecure. So. Literally, um, I don't wear a shirt because I like literally one time when I was a teenager, I went to someone, it was me, Blake, and our friend uh, Alan, 
something like that. We don't like him anymore. But um, yeah, we were going into the pool, and literally Blake was like, Avery, you're not one of those people who wears a shirt in the pool, are you? And ju- I was. Challenge accepted. But then never did again. Because- well, I mean, at least you use like that mechanism to do something healthy because ultimately, wouldn't you say the confidence that you gained from just doing it was better than you continuing to be afraid to take your shirt off for years? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, I definitely am in a better position than a lot of other people. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, man. Uh, I think sure, earlier I today on the podcast I was watching, it was Action Bronson was on with Joe, and Action Bronson's lost 130 pounds. And, you know, he was saying, man, you know, fat shaming can be a great thing for you because I understand it makes you upset. But eight times out of ten, it is it is habitual things that you could change if you wanted. And therefore, you know, I don't think it's – like. I don't really agree with, you know, busting someone's balls because of their like ethnicity, but because of their weight of a personal choice. I mean, maybe a little bit for real. Like that doesn't seem like something that should get you canceled, you know? Uh, it depends. It depends. I don't know because people, people have reasons for their weight. And I know people, right. if you're, if you, I, I, I understand that once people like get in that mode or that headspace, it seems like it is just super easy, but how easy you can forget what it's like to be a bigger person and actually right. have those types of like I don't know. There's I feel like there's so many, so many things. I mean, and some people literally have medical conditions. Like my my mom, I'm sure most of it was her fault, but also she had thyroid disease, so it made her big. You know what I mean? Look, like thyroid like disease is definitely something that can cause that. Again, you know, eight times out of ten though. It is a person who typically could just make better choices. That's that's all I'm saying. And you know, I'm not out there calling anybody fat. I and I try not to, you know, gloat if I'm fitter than than someone I'm around or anything like that. But ultimately, you know, having been in those shoes, I just think it's healthy. Sometimes I think it's healthy to have a little bit of of shame about something. It pushes you on. You know, pain spurs you on. Sometimes I, I ultimately. Okay, I'll tell you one of the big reasons I started losing weight. So I never got to go to my high school prom. I I had a date who said she would go with me and we were just friends. You know, I liked her, of course, but, you know, she she agreed to go with me. I I spent all this money on a tuxedo and I wore a size 52 pants at the time. And, you know, I spent a lot of money to get that stuff together, money I didn't really have. And long story short, the day before she says, I can't go with you. I can't be seen with you. You know, and like, yeah, and it's like, I don't go and, you know, honestly, that girl, I don't even want to say, she's, I'm not saying this in a joking way, she's like homeless and addicted to heroin now and stuff, and it's crazy just to see, you know, how life- karma can do. Kind of, but also like what, (laughs) yeah, yeah, but also, you know, what kind of, um, what your reaction to things can be, because would it have really done anything for her to have just gone to prom with me? Maybe, maybe it would have been enough to keep me complacent and I, and I wouldn't have made a transition. So I just, I don't think that being made fun of um, in, in a light way, I don't think hazing to, I, well, see, hazing so broad. I, I just, I don't mind getting my balls busted, I guess. I, I know some people do. I don't personally mind getting my balls busted. Yeah. I can't speak to others, but. I, I don't necessarily. I mean, I mean, really, it just depends. Like. It really just depends, but I understand definitely the, the the situations that little things that can just trigger you, 
because when I was a teenager, that's what I went to. I went to Six Flags, and uh, it was like the first time I ever had to get on a ride, and I needed like assistance or uh, whatever when I was younger. I, I didn't ride half the rides last time I went too. Yeah. Um, and that and is what line for 40 minutes to find out that you're too thick to ride the ride. Oh, no, I haven't done that. That literally, this was the first time it happened and the only time it happened. I went there and they, I needed, I don't know, some type of belt extender or something. They had to do it, took a minute, bitch, took a right. minute. And but that is what triggered my eating disorder after that. And then I, I ended up, you don't mind me ask, did you have yeah. bulimia? Is it was yeah, that yeah, I, um. So I'll be open with you, sir. I, I I have struggled with bulimia myself, and even I wouldn't say recently. The really the last time it happened, and I, I'm transparent. I don't try to hide anything from anybody. Yeah. One thing I always promise. Uh, maybe my second time fighting 205, um, I was having trouble making weight, and it was like I ate something because usually I do keto the week of, and I'm good. And it was like I ate a can of spam because there's no carbs in it. However. My dumbass didn't realize that it's completely full of salt. So every bit of water that I would be taking, it would hold on to. So I went from about 210 to 218 within a day span. And it was like, I remember, you know, I, I was so hungry the next day because I hadn't eaten. And, you know, I'd already kind of been losing the weight. I ate a giant breakfast and then immediately went and threw it up. And I thought it was easy. But, you know, something I started noticing was, I, you know, my teeth started fucking with my teeth a little bit. And then two, something that I noticed was like when I did eat, it would just hang on to me. I couldn't get rid of it. Like once I, once I made started making my body do that or did it a couple times prior, cause there were times where I would do it, you know, a couple times a week even. And it's one of those things that like, I, I realized it was so bad for me. I don't do it anymore. So I do understand that, you know? Well, yeah, obviously I, First of all, that's crazy that you had that same situation. And thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. No, honestly, I've never told anybody that because it's not just something that really like. Comes yeah, up. I don't really talk about it that much either. But I, Demi Lovato was the topic, and you too, like, Avery. You know, I know this necessarily isn't your your go to, but maybe someone's going to listen to this one day who has an eating disorder and realizes, hey, whether you want to be a MMA fighter or a handsome comedian, either way, you're good. You know, oh God, you're ridiculous. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I uh, I got down to like 180 or whatever. I was like three something, and wow. yeah, uh, and like even still, like my mind frame was real fucked up because, like, you know, I remember telling somebody that I was 180 or whatever, and this dude was like, "No, you're not." You know what I'm saying? But he was saying it as you're too small to be that way. Right, right. But that much, but I took it as like, bitch, you're huge. There's no way you could, you know what I'm saying? I didn't realize that till later, but, um, but yeah, same thing. Like I started, I started getting like really bad nosebleeds and stuff like that. All that acid in your nose. Yeah. I started getting really bad nosebleeds and, um, yeah. So that's kind of what made me back off of it a little bit. So, I mean, Yeah, it's 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 a it's one of those things, but I yeah, definitely, obviously not. Some people continue for years. It causes it can cause cancer. You know, all of that acid that's going up into your nose when when you're uh, purging can cause polyps in your nose, and it's one of those things. 
it's better to honestly fast than anything. A personal tip while, while we're just on the subject. So like part of the channel, I'm going to be doing maybe like a weekly um, challenge for people and not anything stupid like dump, dumping a bucket of ice, but doing gluten free for a week. And or, or I'm not a vegan and I, I don't like to eat vegan at all. That may be potentially something I do in the future. I think dietary, um, what's the word? Uh, you got to mix it up. You can't just have the same thing all the time. You know, uh, I like to do maybe keto for two weeks, a month, two months sometimes. But ultimately, the way I feel the best is when I'm eating whole foods. I'm not eating gluten. Um, I'm eating only two meals a day and then fasting for usually 16 hours. Because another thing, too, that I do that almost no one else does is I train on an empty stomach in the morning. I don't eat breakfast ever. I literally wake up, I have my coffee and then I get to the gym. If I'm doing, cause we have a thing Panda power hour where we have a 5:30 AM to 7 PM or 7 AM class in the morning. Sometimes I will do that. This camp I've, I've been trying to get a little more sleep and get healed up because, uh, you know, after my last fight, I got my eye ripped open pretty good. And I, I don't know if you saw, man, it was, it was pretty gnarly. Uh, and I then, try not to look at things like that, honestly. Are are you squeamish? I, I, yeah, I just don't like gross shit, you know. Right, right. Like gross for me, and since we can talk about anything on here, right, is yeah. butt stuff. So kudos to anyone who likes butt stuff. I've been married to this. My first girlfriend is sitting in the other room. My wife was my first, like, real girlfriend, believe it or not. I mean, you know, and we, we had times where we, we split up, of course, and, you know, I – maybe dated another girl or two here and there when we were split up. But ultimately, you know, she was my, my first and she's my soulmate, man. I, I got really lucky on that aspect. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I mean, not on the butt stuff clearly, but no, she, I, I'm not into it. And she's never asked. So. That's, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> Excellent. Well, speaking of like bodies that weren't up to par, um, what's going on with Ben Askren and why did he lose and what happened with that? And it okay. supposed to go down like that. I'm going to, I'm going to put it at you with zero bias. Okay. Zero bias, because I will say up front, of course, I wanted Ben Askren to win, mm -hmm. uh, but we're going to look at them as fighters right now and not as people. Um, Ben Askren has a granite chin. If you watched him fight, fight Robbie Lawler, who's one of the hardest hitting 170 pound fighters of all time um, and managed to come back from basically being TKO'd and then choke him out. And, you know, I know he got knocked out by Masvidal, but that was with a knee to the face. And I promise you that's head and heels different from a punch. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I finished my last fight with a knee to the body of a dude who was like four inches taller than me. And I'm six foot three. I'm a pretty tall guy. And the, you know, this dude towered up knees are a completely different thing. Um, another thing is that, you're going from four ounce gloves with MMA fighters fight into they looked like 12s. They looked a little bigger, but if they were 12s or 10s, even then you're having double the padding. Um, so you get a little more cushion, but also a little more surface area to hit with. One other aspect of it is that when you have bigger gloves, you have more of a surface to block with, obviously. Um, so that was something I was taking into consideration. I really thought Ben Askren was going to stay this far from him in his chest and let him tire himself down and finish him in the later rounds. That's truly what I thought happened. Now, as far as what I thought think happened, I think Ben Askren said, I don't really give a fuck. And 
You know, he he. I don't know. I honestly think he didn't even care if he got knocked out. I think he legitimately mm-hmm. was just like, whatever. He you made someone pay him to take him out. I think that no, I don't think that somebody came and said, "Hey, I want you to lose to him." I think Ben Askren said, mm. "I think he took it upon himself." I mean, it, it happens all the time. That's so lame, though. Well, I, there's a clip. I'm sure you saw it. I've seen it in the Kelly and Patrick. smiling. No, not even of that, of a different fighter. There was a gentleman um, who basically just got in the ring for the match to start and then walked out. Uh, and, you know, his, his wife was saying she didn't know anything about it, yada, yada. But it, the upset was – he was upset over his purse. But by doing that, I guess he got the amount to show and then just a loss on his record. So, you know, I, I truly think Ben Askren didn't care. I don't think Ben Askren wanted to win that fight. I personally, you know, it's hard for me to internalize that, but I'm not at that point in my life where I would trade my my honor and my. He didn't train. He's not the body of a fighter. Okay. No, and you know the thing is, there are exceptions for sure, man. Look at DC, one of the greatest fighters of all time, of all time. But it's like you know, you're a 170 pound fighter. He's not DC. And another another thing I will say too is. Jake Paul's almost my size, man. Like I'm I a little. Jake was gonna win going in. I, I called it. I said Jake was gonna win. I think that Jake would have fought his heart out because he he didn't want to lose. Yeah. You know? yeah. Askren didn't give a shit, dude. He did not. You cannot tell me that that guy cared. You know. And I think that's what happened. You know, Young Buck cared, and and ultimately, you know, another thing that that's into consideration again is that Jake Paul's my size, and then. I'm trying to think of a 170-pound fighter at Hard Rock. Uh, okay, Justice. Justice fights 175 pounds, and I don't know if you're familiar with him, but, I, you know, I'm a lot bigger frame, and, you know, I, I'm walking around at 210 just like Jake, and, you know, fight 170-pound fight. That's just not fair, you know, yeah. and I, I'm sure they weighed in similarly because Ben looked like shit, but ultimately it was, it was just a shit show. It, it was a complete – you know, I don't want to hate too much because you never know – what the future brings for me and somebody offered me $500,000 to fight Jake Paul. You know, you could offer me $500 and I would fight Jake Paul. Yeah. I really would. I I mean, it's one of those things that I don't want to hate on it because they're paying very well in these little, uh, well, not even little, these up and coming promotions sponsored by these celebrities. So in a way, I think anything that brings buzz to the sports good. But as far as that fight goes, I, I think it was just, I just couldn't believe how quiet people were the next day when he lost. I thought I just loved it. The silence, I, the silence on Facebook was deafening. Okay, any fighter who had his back has probably taken an L at some point, and that's how it felt. When I woke yeah. up, I probably took an L. It, it hurt me. Hey, like, I didn't even bother watching. I'm not gonna get my money. No, fuck that. No. <laughs> I bought McGregor versus Mayweather, and I was upset over that. They ain't, they ain't get me again. Oh my god, that caused a whole controversy in my life. No, because that that fight had some you know interesting points to it, but e- even so, um, you know, mm-hmm. saying you're the greatest fighter of all time and fighting people who aren't boxers—that's not very sportsmanlike. Yeah. Um. So you you don't watch the Bachelor, neither do I. No. But, Maybe art though. But the a Bachelor came out as gay, so that makes it news. Right. I mean, but that's kind of interesting. Are they going to do Gay Bachelor? Gatchelor? <laughs> no, you know they're never going to do that. Okay? Why? Why? Well, because, I mean, they're progressive, but they're not progressive. Okay? I don't even think they just got their first black one. 
Dude, you know what? They should do it like, oh, did you watch Flavor of Love? Because I used to love that show. Yes, literally, that's what the competition's been based oh, on. Oh, dude, I used to love that but, show. You know Becky Buck Wild? <sighs> Is it? Was she it's white? Time to get Buck Wild, that bitch, the... Is she, was she the white one with red hair? No, she was white, but she had black hair, and she was just a ghetto actor. I remember, was it New York? New York's my fave. Yeah, she's a bad bitch. When Every time you say bad bitch, that's what I think of. Yeah, York. you're thinking of probably the show Tila Tequila, Shot at Love, where she had boys and I, girls. I liked that show, too, to be honest, because she had some big things. Well, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Oh, and and who was that one? Uh, Daisy De La Hoya. She had a show too. I fucking hate that bitch, but yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, no, 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 no. I just didn't like Daisy of Love, and I keep grudges for people on the shows. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I like Heather, but actually now I don't like Heather because her and Megan were beef. It's like a whole thing. You know what I mean? You gotta. There was that one with Bret Hart, Rock of Love. That was my mom loved that. Bret show. Michaels. Yes. Oh, then did you watch That's that? That's where Daisy's from. Really? She was in Rock of Love too. She was the runner-up, I think. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's how she got a show because she was on that one. One of those spinoff things, kind of like Vinny and Snooki. Yeah, that's and how New York got her. She was on Flavor of Love, and they spun off to I Love New York. You know, Michaels. that's one of the key points why I'm doing this one. Maybe one of those shows will pick me up. Hmm? Mm -hmm. we, thing. We, we need you. Maybe, maybe I'll be on The Gay Bachelor. Okay, well, bitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hello, I'm straight. I just wanted to be on TV. What do you think? I'll, I'll be gay, but no butt stuff. We can write poems to each other. Um, yeah, you'll do all the, the artsy gay stuff. <laughs> yeah. What's a good gay date? Where do you take a where do you take a guy on a date? Um, where do you take a guy on a date? That is hilarious, actually. Because I feel like it would be so much different from a, a heterosexual recording. Because it's like. I, like if I'm gonna take someone, on, I don't know. I'm I'm different than a lot of people. Like if I'm gonna take somebody on a date, I don't want to spend a lot of money, not because I'm cheap, but because I want that person to be of like a good quality. You know, it's not oh hey I'm taking you to some nice ass dinner. It's oh hey I'm gonna take you to the park or to the gorge or some beautiful place and share a special moment. Or I'm gonna bring my guitar because I, I play six instruments too. By the way, um, really? Yeah, uh, I play guitar, bass, piano, flute, drums. It's number six. Either way, like I like I got my guitar. You saw? Well, you saw me. I play. A oh yeah. Bit. Do you, have you learned complicated? You know, I started learning. <laughs> uh, Got to figure out the right key for me. You know, because when I do my covers, I, I try to make them my own because ultimately I don't. I sing differently, and when when somebody does a cover that sounds just like the original, it's like why why don't I just listen to the original? But no, I, I legitimately have been learning the chords, and I'm gonna have a video for it. I'm serious. Like I, I it's gonna be good too, and it's gonna sound different. But you're gonna be like, that's the shit. Oh my god, I'm excited! Oh yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah, Paul said he would, but he didn't. You are. That's great. He's too metal. He's too metal. Yeah, he tried to do a metal version of it. I love him though. I I liked his uh, troll account for a little bit. Brand Portly. I can't. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I love we're in, and me and him were in a relationship, and I was like, man, people from church are gonna think this is silly. <laughs> I kept it on there. I'm, see, I'm a good sport about stuff. But like, I just think things like that are funny. Like, some people take it such to heart. Uh, my pastor, he's a great guy, but 
um, you know, that we're we're not friends on Facebook, but we're great friends in person just because you yeah, know I could I can't do stuff like that no more. That's see anyway, we're that we'll be getting to a whole nother tangent. But uh <laughs> No, okay, so here's the problem with this bachelor being gay, okay? It's not that he's gay. It's the timing of his announcement that he's gay, okay? Did he give the devil a lap dance, though? No, he's not that gay. Oh, okay. Okay, even the 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 gayest of gays are like that fag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, this guy, um, he won. Okay, he was a bachelor. The girl that won... He basically stalked her and like she had to get her straining orders on him and shit like that because like he was so he was the virgin bachelor, you know that? No. Yeah, he hadn't fucked anybody on his original season. And so then he still didn't fuck anyone when he was the bachelor. And I guess he got his first taste. And you know how guys be. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. so then he was like super so impressive with her. And now he's gay. That was some terrible ass then. Well, um, probably. <laughs> was, I wonder if he was just like, it just just like, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, or maybe I don't know, I don't know, but I just that's uh, that's peculiar. I feel like you would know that first. I mean, you know, no, see, yeah, you would want to because why ruin your whole gold star status? Just Actually, so I worked at a Christian theme park once, the uh, Ark Encounter in Williamstown. I actually worked there for several years, and I loved it. However, there is a ministry, they're called Pure Life. So essentially they take in, they take in anyone, but a lot of the people that go there are recovering drug addicts who want, want to move there, you know, and stay in a house. And it's like a Christian rehabilitation almost. But a lot of the guys are people who came out as homosexual and then people like guilted them into going there. So while I was working at the Ark, you know, I would meet some of the hardest workers there, you know, and start talking to them. And then you know, they tell me, oh, yeah, I was, you know, dating a man for two years. And then, you know, I felt so guilty about it. I had to come here and, and dedicate my life to, you know, pure life ministries. And, and they would like brainwash them and all kinds of stuff. And it's kind of crazy because like maybe that guy went through something similar because a lot of those people like are lying to themselves so much that they just become crazy. You were talking about him stalking. That's not a normal thing to do, you know? So it's yeah. clearly this person has like some kind of disorder yeah. and it's caused by that I, I think not being true to yourself in any aspect is um unhealthy yeah i'll bet you i i used to think i convinced people i was straight okay which is hilarious okay but um yeah you can really i mean if i was like passing i don't know if i would have came out you know what i'm saying right. but, so a lot of a lot of those people in those situations i can see how so like, almost like these. Light hazing coaxed you into being comfortable with just being yourself, right? Oh, no, no. Very dramatic outing by a very close friend of mine that traumatized me. It's like a, it was actually a very horrible process. But at 22, and yeah. But anyway, you know, what a piece of shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a piece of shit. But ultimately, yeah, not gentle teasing. No, no gentle teasing. I'm not going to lie, though. <laughs> and this is just my perspective of almost anything negative that happens. I'm glad you are you today, though. You know what I mean? Yes, I understand. And who knows how long I would have like been. Sure. I mean, but that's the thing. I was like coming around. I don't know. I was I was already in like my trying to do it myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The way I describe it is literally like you know, like 
if you're on a cliff and you're trying to jump in and just before you like get the courage to somebody pushes you. Yeah. You know yeah. Well, it's one of those things though. I feel like gay culture has changed so much because even looking, you know, back in the eighties, what people pictured as like gay, you know, was like the Freddie Mercury type guy or the Rob Halford, you know, the leather That's and the James Charles or the cowboy hat. Yeah. And then now it's, I feel like it's kind of more, you know, with the, the transsexual movement and I'm, it's almost like, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, gay culture is such a rich thing and, and it's amorphous now. Does that make sense? Like it's lumped in this all the same category by a lot of people. Well, and just like anything, there are stereotypes and mm -hmm. that's kind of just what's happening. There are lots of different types of us and we have many different names for all of right. us. Bears, otters, twinks, whatever. You know what I'm saying? There's Those like, are just kind of like fun names. Because I mean, I, a, a twink is what? A little white guy, a bear is a big hairy guy. Yeah, um, yeah. Those are, But those are like descriptors, you know what I'm saying? Of Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like there's all types of, the culture is very rich, okay? But what I would say is there's just so many in between as far as like you can be very mad like i'm not a fashion gay you know what i'm saying yeah. like i'm not you know i don't well, i'm not getting at is like for them to say like your demeanor is what gay is like when you when they when you got outed or whatever when people were you know making comments it's one of those things that like you can't really define that because you know i've had people who have a uh or i've met people who have like a, a sassy rhetoric to their their speaking and you know they're up to their neck and hose yeah. And I mean, it's one of those things. It's kind of like, I I don't know. I, I know a lot yeah, of. It's a little more telling than that, though, I feel like, you know. Okay. I mean, fair. I have mannerisms. You know, I have the whole nine, but I understand what you're saying. Right. I don't know, no. man. I've met a couple of people who have similar mannerisms to you again, who, at least to my knowledge, they're not gay. I've, I've spent time with these people. They know that, you know, they could confide in me. And a couple of them are married. I, I just think people are people, you know, because again, too, you could say the same about me, man. For all you know, you know, guy that looks like me out doing gay porn. I got muscles and curly hair and, you know, uh, for all you know, I'm you know, what I'm saying like wax. Like I watched this show, The Staircase. Uh, I don't know if you had seen this. It's on Netflix about this older man who is accused of killing his wife. Well, they find like rendezvous between him and a male escort. And, you know, the male escort, when he comes on there, I'm like, this dude looks like a cop or something like he, he doesn't look like, you know, ex-military. So I don't know. It, it, it's, it's hard to judge somebody based on their mannerisms, but I do get what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm just judging them, I guess. <laughs> well, but to an extent, like you are better at judging your demographic than I am, you know, yeah. just yeah. like, well, that's the thing you never really can tell, you know, sometimes. So, you don't know until you know, as they the say. Bitch, you don't know until the dick is in your mouth, okay? Rich, like, you damn, how did this get here? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, now, okay, so Housewives. Uh, first of all, we watched The Real Housewives of New Jersey and Atlanta. And Atlanta. Which yeah. one was your fave? <sighs> okay, the one with the headdress. The, the whole headdress ordeal. With the the Native American uh, connotation behind it, please tell me I didn't watch the wrong episode. There was a girl named Kenya who was where yeah she got like. Yes. But you did you did watch the wrong episode. But oh, it's, it's okay because I know the episode in question, so it's Dude, okay. okay. Good, so it worked out good. I was kind of flabbergasted to be honest. Like it really piqued my interest because I didn't know all of these like indigenous 
you know, that there was like all this kind of like conflict going on. You know, I, I didn't know that claiming or acting a certain way made you, you know, copying indigenous culture. And it was just interesting to see. I really felt like. Yeah, because that's why they had that whole thing with the Redskins and all that stuff with the. Um, yeah. And I mean. Just to see, just to see we're on course here. Uh, what. Uh, Tell me some stuff that happened in New Jersey just to see if we're on the right page. Okay. Ron Jay and Jackie threw a party for Evan. Okay. And then um, Teresa was starting some shit. Oh my God. I think you watched like episode one of that. <laughs> oh my God. I think dude. you watched the first episode of the season. I even paid I even paid for them. And where, I where did you where did you get these episodes from? On <laughs> dude. I got them on Prime. I, my wife even helped me. She's the one that like ordered my bad dude for real. It's okay. It's okay. Well, here, but you did it. So let's just let's I want to yeah, hear what you got. So tell me about the Atlanta episode. Um, I know this is the one where she's having a Halloween party. Yes, um, and two they go to New Orleans. Or maybe in New Orleans already. Yeah. Yeah, so basically she wore a headdress at this party and everybody got ass hurt over it. Yeah, uh, she wore an Indian headdress, which is cute. I thought but, it was cute. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally was like, hey, you know, that that's cute. And another thing is, like, I would wear that because it, it looks cool, you know? Because my whole thing right now is I really think I might have notes for this one. So hold on just a second. No, you're good. Surprised I haven't heard. A uh, kid come busting in here yet? Oh. Um, maybe I don't. Okay. Um. Okay. So, did you see where Latoya came in to that party, and she was basically wanting to be served, and like. She's being a real cunt to Fallon, the one with the snakes in her hair, Medusa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I see. I liked her outfit too. No, snakes didn't get. She mad was her. my favorite. She was my favorite outfit. But Kenya's my favorite person in that. It was extra. It was definitely extra. But I, you know, I liked it. I, I would. I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of hot, actually. Like, I don't really like the whole over gussied up style that a lot of the the women have on that show because, like, I'm not really. Like makeup doesn't enhance attractiveness to me, but that was one thing I did notice. Like a lot of them are super creative with their outfits. Yeah, you would hope so. Millions of people are watching. Um, well, that's true too, and the budgets that they have. Yeah, I mean, did you see the big blow up in, in this episode or whatever where they were fighting at the end? Yes. The and then thing, what? What did you? First of all, read me your notes. Just read your notes because I just want to okay. know what you took. Okay. Is it just about the headdress. Party with the headdress, and they made a trip to New Orleans, and Marlo and Portia got into it. Okay. Right. Yes, Marlo, Marlo and Portia got into it. Yeah. Okay. But Portia and Kenya made up. Portia and Kenya made up. Right. Did I get the wrong names? Well, because I don't see Portia and Kenya ever making up, but uh, and then of course the healing, the healing Twerk Center. Okay, that was that's, my favorite. That's what I'm saying. You know about the Healing Twerk Center, but 
for some reason you're talking about the headdress. Did you watch two episodes? Maybe. Here, let, let, let me let me read some of my notes, see if it refreshes your memory, okay? Yes. So yeah, they take a girl's trip to New Orleans. Yep. Um, and they they take a private plane. Drew is hosting. Okay, she offers all the girls the ability to take their kids with them right. to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But Kenya's the only one who now they had made a huge deal about Kenya only bringing her child, not offering them. But when they had the chance to, she yeah, that was, was the only one that did. Okay, right. so it's like, why run your fucking mouth if bitch you ain't even gonna do it? You don't care about your kids, no way. No, because honestly, it's one of those things like people want to throw their kids under the bus for like anything just to cause conflict with another person, put themselves on a pedestal, you know? I don't know why it's it's that way, but it is. Yeah, and I just feel like if you're going on any type of vacation, any excuse to leave your child behind, I feel like I would take. But that's right. what works to parenting. Well, okay, so I would maybe by reflex want to do that, so I understand, but ultimately, you know, it, it's going to be pretty transparent, your motives. Yeah. No, I, I definitely understand growing up why my mom would leave us the fuck at home thinking about it. Um, we never had vacations. Oh, ever? Oh, my God. Well, I went to, I went to Virginia Beach one time. That was it. Yeah, we, ne- I, we never really did either, but we used to go to Ryan's all the time. That was dope. Steakhouse. Uh, huh? Yeah. Steakhouse. We need to plan. A, we need to plan a trip to the Twerk Center, though, because again, oh, that, <laughs> that my there's no way I'd be able to do that. Okay, I would just not be good at it. Um, Enough practice. Maybe I'll practice before I get there. That way, I'm like an expert. Listen, I'm an expert. I can literally do my taxes with my butt cheeks. I can't. <laughs> okay, so Latoya. Is deciding she doesn't want to drink on this trip. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there actually is, oh my God, there's a Christian crossover to this. Okay. So actually, you're, you're hearing about all this profit drama, right? Yeah. So the Christian crossover, is that is there an independent show like Real Housewives? Who are no, 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 no. Okay. We'll get to it at the end. We'll get to it at oh, the end. Okay. Okay. So, so Latoya, she uh, doesn't want to drink. Um, and which. Honestly, if I went on a trip or if anybody went on, I guess to New Orleans, since it is a place where everybody gets wasted, like shows their tits and stuff, that yes. would be weird if somebody was like, okay, no, I don't want to, but still. Buzz, just, killing, buzz Killington, right? Yeah. If you know you're like an angry drunk, though, I appreciate if you decide you don't want to do it. Yeah. It's better to have a friend who's not drinking than lose teeth. Yes. Um. So Drew is the one who planned the event. She got all their rooms together and decided to go outside and say, hey, you guys, you can twerk for your room. And she started the music in Kenya, who's, you know, righteous and everything she does. She got up and was like, bitch, I'm not about to twerk in front of my daughter for these rooms. Mm -hmm. Give me my key. Okay. And, you know, was it bad energy to start? Maybe, but, you know. Ultimately, though, I feel like, you know, she was right in feeling that way. She didn't like give up her integrity to her child over some other people pushing her. But, you know, too, I kind of felt like she wanted a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But Drew, but, Drew said, um, you, you bought it, bounce it. Talking about her butt and her butt's real. So she threw, so she basically she was throwing shade like uh, yeah. under the table, you know? Whoa. 
Look at you using terms. I'm I'm learning. Yeah, I'm yeah. using the study. I'm I'm studying. Yeah, I'm very proud of you right now, Jeffy. Okay. I'm very impressed. Good, thank you. Um okay, so Kenya goes in from the whole bouncing situation, he gets her shitty key card and upgrades her room because these are rich bitches and if somebody wants to give you a bad room, you like just don't have to do it. You know what yeah. I mean? You just don't even. Yeah, have to I, do it. I got the money. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and two was also kind of like, I, I get it, but also too, it was still like some low key throwing shade. I got to no. find a term though. No, Kenya's just smarter than this girl. This is this girl's first season on the show. This is Kenya's. Mm. She's been on since season five, so. <laughs> This is like her seventh season or so. But old versus new. It's like, are yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's a new housewife. So Kenya's like, longer. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Kenya's not going to, bitch, first of all, you're not going to tell me where I sleep and give me a bad room. I'm going to upgrade my room and you can go fuck yourself. So, you know, Kenya is technically in the right and I want to just steer you in that direction. Hmm. So, just so you know. Well, again, Kenya is my favorite. I, really? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I like her. Yeah, Kenya, she's just the greatest, right? Um, I, think I think she's my favorite. Yeah, before they go riding bikes, Drew tries to call her, and Kenya doesn't answer, but then Cynthia does, who's friends with her, and she answers right away, and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm on my way downstairs. <laughs> and it's, just, it's just stuff like that that makes her my favorite, you know? Yeah. Um. Well, the thing is, like, I didn't realize – you know, how rich the show is because again, there's so many seasons. And when I was looking up, you know, the episodes themselves, like, I mean, there's probably maybe not a thousand, but there's several hundred episodes of this show. It's, it's kind of wild to see how it's taken off. Well, yeah. Cause it started with the real housewives of orange County. Was that the first one? Yeah. 15 years ago, totally different type of show. Then, you know, now we have New York and New Jersey and Atlanta, Salt Lake City, Dallas. Well, which one's your favorite? Which franchise? Yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta because it's funny. They're, they're, their shade is funnier than the than the other girls. Like, it just... That's... Which is one... I, I remember seeing some episodes... Or that was my... I'm thinking about Mob Wives. I've, I've seen a couple episodes of that, too. Well, Jersey's... That's what I'm saying. They're all good in their... In their own way like new york is like a close second they're a bunch of drunk old whores you know what i'm saying they literally just get wasted and fuck younger dudes it's hilarious sounds like, like people where i grew up yeah and so um like new york's a close second i love beverly hills even though after they fired my favorite one like it's really gone downhill so the richer they are is it the more scandalous or do you feel like they're more prim and proper yeah, more prim and pro. I mean, there's still scandal, but it's like that's Brandy Glanville was my favorite Beverly Hills housewife, right? But it was like putting one of us in a room with a bunch of snooty ass rich bitches, right? So she's saying, she's like, you know, <laughs> you know, she called, she called somebody a cunt at the dinner table. They're like, you can't say that. It's like, yeah, of course you can. <laughs> that's why it was a great moment though yeah no that's all i'm saying i mean they have they have a bunch of like every you even if it wasn't atlanta you could find a franchise you liked you know what i'm saying there's right. something for everybody well again like i was saying we were talking about earlier you know these shows are kind of like 
a comfort and it's almost like a group of friends to be around if that makes any sense. Oh yeah, especially when you have seen all this like I know Kenya very well from all the years I've seen her on TV and ever and not just this show, like I actually started watching Housewives from watching The Celebrity Apprentice, which in which I saw Kenya on. And that is actually why I started watching The Real Housewives. Because I was Donald Trump, was Donald Trump on that show? Yes. I, was, I loved the Celebrity Apprentice, actually. You racist. No, I'm just yeah. I'm listening at the end. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> He didn't get my vote, okay? I knew. That's what I'm saying. I knew him before y'all did, okay? I I had watched him for seven seasons on the same. Like, I know all the ins and outs. He's a bad man. Yeah, like, I had already knew. I'm like, what y'all doing? (laughs) Did y'all not watch episode whatever the fuck? You know. Maybe that's why I don't watch pop TV anymore is because I don't have any friends. So, I just, it's hard for me to relate, you know? Do you have friends? (laughs) I don't ever do anything sexual. I go to the gym. Oh, okay. That's why. I'm, I'm being for real. Well, no. Even if I wasn't, I, I would rather spend time in my house, like playing RuneScape. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I'm, I'm the most simple dude ever. Legitimately, like I, I. That's why when I watch these shows, I, I think it's, it's so just interesting to see how different people are from me, and like you know what their reality is. But ultimately, you know, like we were talking about. Some of these people have great morals. You know, they're doing a good thing. Um, and these you know, people have no morals. Some of them have some morals. I, I, <laughs> comparatively, comparatively, because yeah, okay, 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 okay. Are straight all dumpsters. <laughs> Every one of them. <laughs> yeah, but that does make for good TV. You know? Exactly. Um, did you see their bike ride? Yes. Okay, I loved the bike ride. Um, I actually haven't ridden a bike and probably. But I was sitting and thinking, like, how comf- uncomfortable it must be to ride a bike with an ass that big. Probably so. You know? Probably so. I feel like that seat was just, like, in her sphincter. Hell. Well, Drew um, was talking about how, like, when Kenya's in a good mood, everybody's in a good mood. Have you had a friend like in the group that like if they're not okay, no one's okay? Like, yeah, okay, you know, we'll we'll go to the Kelly Patrick group because there there's a guy. Anytime I see him outraged, I ninety nine percent of the time I'm like yes. Um, Who? Brandon Bishop. Okay. Because like, I feel like Brandon is very down to earth in the aspect that like. He has conservative values on some things, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have all those negative stigmas. And then he also has liberal outlooks on some things without a lot of the negative stigmas. So typically when I see him upset with something, it, it makes me take pause. Uh, if I see Kelly Patrick upset with something, I laugh. So Brandon is definitely one of those people. If he's having fun, I'm having fun. Yeah. yeah. Same. I don't know. <laughs> I never would take my cues. Though. I think I'm that friend, though, to be honest. Like, yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. Me, I definitely, I'm I definitely think not. I think exactly alike on that aspect. Because yeah. I don't know. If you People man. expect me to be, like, very outgoing and talkative. So now, do, when you up, like that, though, do you ever get around people who all of a sudden they expect out of you and then you just want to shut up? You don't want to say anything? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. So if, I, if I'm not talking, bitches know. They're, they're either they... I can't do that. That's what I'm saying. Like, cause then people will be like, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? Like, no bitch, I'm just chilling. 
Okay, but also I'm thinking about because I'm fucking annoyed as fuck as well. You know what I mean, or whatever. Yeah. Or it could be anything going on. It could be something that happened years ago, and you're you're thinking about it again, and it's got you in a bad headspace. Oh my god! Oh my god, Jesse. And I, I think people like that, you know, like Kenya, are, are people who are like naturally leaders, whether or not they take that role. It's almost like a charisma that you have. You yeah. know, I bet Hitler and Kenya were a lot alike. No, yeah. <laughs> I can see definitely similarities. Um, they definitely have great stage presence. Oh, for sure. But I mean, uh, Hitler's ass wasn't nearly as uh, as nice. Um, actually, if you want that ass, you can. All you have to do is get um, the stallion workout. Um, oh. She has a workout video for. It's called the Stallion Booty Workout, you know. So yeah, I try not to flaunt my cheeks too much on social media because I'm married. But I do. You ever see me fight in person? You'll see what I'm talking about. I got, I got a Mrs. Incredible ass. I can't like, even do where it. I used, where I used to be three eight. No, I'm not even like trying to brag or nothing like that. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm built. Like I really am. Like I'm. I've I, you know I'm tall and skinny, but then as soon as I get down there. It's like, <laughs> I, like or a lot of times when I'm walking through the house, my wife's walking behind me. I'll take my boxers and pull them up in my butt cheeks, and my my they they pop out. Yeah, I I definitely get her with that. That's why we got four kids, man. It's it's not the D, but it's the A. Catch my yeah, drift. I cannot deal with you. <laughs> what a classy guy. <laughs> I told you, man. The more you get to know me, uh, I'm, no, I love it. That's great. Uh, I'm positive, you, but I'm real. No, nah, I encourage it. Um, have you had oysters or alligator before um, they're eating at that little New Orleans restaurant? Right, right, right. Um, so I've never had alligator. I have had oysters, and they were terrible. Uh, some yeah. of the food that they were eating looked absolutely delicious, though. Like, I, I mean, I, like I'm a – did they have crawfish? I don't remember if they were eating crawfish or not, but it's like – No, but they definitely have it, have it down there. Right, like – crawfish like gumbo and stuff like that like that that's so good to me it's such good like soul food oh it's so good you don't like gumbo i don't like anything from the water what no fish no shrimp no crawl nothing no crab no none so good okay when you go to chinese have you ever eaten like, like go to chinese buffet and eaten like coconut shrimp okay so it's like breaded in like a sweet sauce and but i get it though it may honestly be one of those up here they're things. literally like sea roaches but okay. they are sea roaches you so I mean, yeah I i'm fine with eating sea roaches nom, 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 nigga. <laughs> apocalypse plan when COVID first started where i found a way to subsist on mealworms so i'm ready all right if i gotta eat actual bugs i'll do it wait you did you actually eat mealworms? No, but I did think it through. I was even talking to my dad about it. So, like, mealworms, I raise reptiles. I have a bunch of terrariums around my house. I have a bunch of reptiles and amphibians. And it's so expensive to just go buy crickets and mealworms. So, I started breeding superworms. And they all they eat is decaying vegetable matter. And they can breed super rapidly. And the thing is, they have more protein in them by tenfold than a steak does. So, it's one of those things, like... You could subsist off of them if need be. A lot of Thai cultures actually eat them because they're super inert. They don't have anything bad in them. Life is just not them. that valuable to me. I mean, okay. <laughs> like, it really is not. If you're about to die of starvation, I bet you would eat you some mealworms. I. You know what I mean? Like on a real note, like I know we're kids. First of all, I would take the moment to be like, oh my God, Avery, you are so thin. You know what I'm saying? But then 
I would enjoy those last moments as I totally. At least I didn't die with a belly full of worms, right? Oh my god, no! I would not die with a belly full of worms. I would die thin and wormless. Okay, because I'm not doing that. That's fair. You, your cheekbones would look fabulous. Oh my god, the bone structure. Could you imagine? No. Um, <laughs> I want. I may paint a picture of that later. <laughs> oh my god, you're hilarious. Um, my Porsche's a baby vegan. Don't go fuck about that. Um, oh, vegan. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so Latoya, Drew's asking Latoya about her drinking again, and this is when it comes up. Like they went to church together, and um, honestly, she's digging too. I feel like Drew's digging too much into. If Latoya don't want to drink, I don't even if you know the reason why or whatever. Who gives a fuck? Right, and, and it's one of those things. Like, two. I, I felt like she was being pressured because she was just doing something different. Yeah. I feel like there was so much pressure to just join the team. As yeah, far and, as and Drew's and Drew's literally saying like, Oh, is it because you acted this certain way when you were, okay, well then bitch, why even question that? Okay. Well then if you, if you already have an answer in your head, then I don't know. Drew just gets it was almost like, it was almost like she was like curious out of an aspect too, that, you know, maybe she shouldn't drink. I know that wasn't like necessarily her outward motivation, but you know, maybe she was considering not drinking too, for whatever reason, because I think curiosity naturally stems from like some sort of like thought about the process, you know, and maybe that wasn't her intention. It could have been more for, you know, drama or trying to pry, but ultimately, you know, maybe she was trying to make a positive change in her life too. And, and, and inquiring about it may have seemed nosy to, you know, outside viewers, but maybe she wanted a reason to not drink. So yeah, you were yeah. so naive. I think I am, but ultimately, yeah. you know, because hey. This, this woman is so thirsty. Okay. She's bringing it up totally for screen time. And not only that, but she has an underlying motivation here because from that night she's pissed because Apparently Latoya got spoken to and is now fucking with a dude that was supposed to bless her child named Prophet Lot, and he's like a, a prophet for her church or whatever. But now and he's married and she's got a dude and it's like a whole thing. Prophet, that's a cool name. Maybe I'll name the next baby that. I actually like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Prophet. Prophet Lot. Yeah. Yeah. Not lot because I, you know, it's a little too much. Well, no, that's it. That's what his name is. But I mean, hey, prophet, like like God speaks to you, right? Or speaks through you? Yeah, essentially. That's pretty ba. Um. Okay, Portia and Marlo's friendship. Okay, here's why they're mad at each other. Portia and Kenya hate each other, right? Okay. Portia and Marlo were friends, and then. Um, Marla and Kenya finally made up after years of like not liking each other. Um, so now Marla feels in the middle because she wants to be friends with Kenya and Portia. Oh, I messed up on my note because I interchanged Marlo and Portia on the makeup part. Yeah. So, but it, but it's about Kenya. That's like where the beef lies from. So, like, do you find it difficult to be friends with two people who don't like each other, or you don't really have friends, right? So it's like. Okay. So I recently was just in a situation like this, but I was the friend that wasn't liked. Um, for I, I don't want to go into it, it. It's it has to do with uh, my heavyweight title. There was some stuff that happened a couple weeks ago, and long story short, uh, I vacated it. 
Um, but there were some people who were upset with me over, over the situation. And ultimately I didn't feel like they should have been upset, but it's one of those things like, no, if, if two people don't like each other, man, I tell both of them the same thing. The reason being is because if I try to play sides, I'm going to lose two friends. Yeah. Whereas if I shoot straight, I'm probably going to keep both of them, maybe lose one. But ultimately like, when when two of my friends are upset with each other, I don't I don't get involved whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, and I've taken that model from friends who have done that with me. That's where I was getting at with the whole title thing. Is that yeah, you know, there are people who don't play the sides, and I can respect them, and I can see that. So I try not to do that myself. I I'm like a straight shooter ass bitch, so I feel like in those situations, if it's requested of me if I can help it and hold it back. I will, uh, yeah, I will, of course, give my opinion on the situation and wrong is wrong in my opinion, no matter whether it was a good friend of mine or a complete fucking stranger. Well, because especially when it comes to moral things, you know, we, and I'm going to speak for both of us right now. Feel free to interject if I'm wrong. But we're people who like have a pretty strong moral compass. And what I mean by that is like, you already have almost everything lumped into a category, you know, and, and you're married to certain ideas. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, when somebody tells you, Hey, I punched a kid in the face, you're immediately like, Oh, fuck you. Like you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, not, you know, you, they could say, Oh, well the kid did this, that, that blah, blah, blah. No, you're a piece of shit. So what I'm getting at with that is like, you know, having, having a strong moral compass and being able to decipher things immediately is, you know, so crucial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do love some nuance. Okay, give me the tea. Okay, like if somebody tells me they punched a the kid, I want to know what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely the type of bitch who wants the whole story, but then I will absolutely make a whole ass verdict. Yes. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah, because that moral compass is. Yeah, I feel you. Well, that was kind of like you know, and, and this is a super touchy subject. I feel more than comfortable talking to you about it. Is the Chauvin trial recently? The the George Floyd police officer. Yeah. And, you know, one of those things like I saw people sharing things about justifications that they were trying to do for Chauvin and immediately. OK, I think everyone has the right to a fair trial. But you watch what this man did, you know, and it's one of yeah. those yeah. my moral compass tells me when something's wrong. I mean, yeah. I, and there are nuances, you know, to to some things. That's not one of them. You know? I get what you mean. No, no, no. I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel you. I feel you. It's weird because, like, you know. Yeah, like, you shouldn't punch a kid, so, of course. But, like, sometimes I'll be like, kids are assholes. We need a different example. Right. right. <laughs> That's kind of even why I went there with it. You know, it was one of those things, like, you know, the, the, the trial coming up. You know, fortunately, he was convicted by a jury of his peers today. Due process worked in his case. and Yeah. He'll he'll pay according to to justice, and you know I, I hope that the family of Mr. Floyd uh, is at ease, and I, I hope that you know his daughter has a wonderful life. I do. Yeah, I mean I feel like this is just the beginning for you know the justice and all that stuff, so that's good. I don't. I think it's not going to change at all. I, I think a lot of it's not going to change. I think that the the thing that changes is public opinion more than the law, if that makes any sense. Well, that's what I'm saying. The public. Okay, that's fair. I feel like I feel like we are because I feel like things have changed as far as like they have 
been starting to put new laws in place, whether it's here or other places, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think the last maybe, thing we need, though, is the, I think we need less laws, believe it or not. Yeah, I can see it. I see an argument. I've heard an argument. Well, because that, you got to think, when you put more laws in place, who enforces those laws? It's the police. I mean, yeah. so saying defund the police, but yet there needs to be more laws. It's hard. I think, honestly, there needs to be less laws for things. Maybe more laws for law officers, but less laws for... Yeah, no, I understand that, and I, right. I understand that and, whole and argument. More like regulation is, is what we're saying. Like, you think... Yeah, yeah. Law immunity, get rid of that shit, all that shit. Yeah. Yep, and then make make marijuana legal, make psilocybin legal. Um, yeah. You know, I personally don't think heroin and you know crack should be legal, but ultimately, um, if we make every room blue, then heroin could be legal. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, it's I saw I saw that the other day in like a speedway or something. And I was like, what happens when they see the blue light? Like, I I don't know. I just well, believe it or not, I actually spent about a year. Uh, as a heroin addict, I was addicted to heroin. What happens when you see the blue light? I don't even honestly know where they get that. I never saw any. Let me tell you exactly what heroin. Oh, is. it's hard to find a vein. Duh, that's it. Maybe that's what it is. I've yeah, heard that thing, but ultimately, like, I never had an issue with that. And I did shoot up, you know, at one point, and it was uh, so really, you know, you, you tie it off, you find a, a point. Um, it's one of those things like it, it really, that part was, I don't want to go into it too much. Cause like you said, it's kind of gross, but, you know, it went from, so like I told you, you know, I was 18 when I started getting out of the house and, you know, I, I, it started with, you know, smoking a bunch of weed and stuff, which didn't do anything. You know, I personally am a, a marijuana advocate, to be honest. I, you know, I don't, I don't use it, uh, except in CBD form just because of the illegality of it. But it's one of those things that I totally think that private citizens should be able to smoke marijuana. So when I say that it started out with me smoking weed, that wasn't the issue. The issue was when I started drinking and I started, you know, wanting to impress people. And then, you know, I'm hanging out with the, the hardcore people and me being a guy, you know, big dude, I, I was always kind of like the first one to get in a fight and stuff like that. And then it kind of started out, you know, I was hanging out with the wrong crowd and I wasn't in a gang, but we had a group of people in a trap house. Um, doing some some dumb shit and you know it started going and getting weed from michigan coming back selling it then started ordering xanaxes on silk road coming back and selling thousands of xanaxes uh these people were not particularly me but i was staying there yeah. and then it went to heroin because you know all the pills the pill trade got shut down the pipeline from florida got shut down and it was just you know people were doing heroin and honestly almost everyone that i hung out with during that time is dead now so, um, yeah, but it, it just, it was crazy. It started with me hitting a bump uh, a week later, a friend of mine who was hanging out with me as a diabetic and he had clean points. And I was like, man, you know, I, I just don't want to waste it. If I'm spending 10 bucks on, on a little, little bit, you know, I at least want to get the most out of it. And, you know, I started shooting it and it, it's one of those things like as soon as you shoot it, it takes about eight seconds to feel because, you know, it's, it goes straight into your veins. So you got to think as long as it takes for your blood to pump, you know, up to here is when you feel it. Um, and it was, it really is like being in heaven. I'm not advocating heroin because. No, I know it has to be good or people wouldn't get addicted. It's like you ever fell asleep in class in high school and then all of a sudden you realize you're talking. You ever done yeah. that? That's a really, I know that sounds weird because it's like that didn't feel good, but it's very similar to that because it's like I would be sitting here and if I was on heroin, for example, I would be talking to you and I'd be having a good time. But then all of a sudden it just, my eyes are kind of heavy and it, 
all of a sudden it just feels better for me to have my eyes closed and sit here and think about something else. And then my body just feels like kittens are massaging it. And there's a, there's a Dave Chappelle episode of Chappelle show where there's these little Muppets singing and one of them's talking about heroin he just did. And it's actually the greatest analogy ever. It said, um, it's like a million kittens are rubbing my balls as I skeet, skeet, skeet all over the walls. And I know that that's such a crazy analogy to use, but it's, it's very similar to that. It's, it's like, but the problem is the reality that comes rushing in once it's gone, because you're like, come back, come back. And that's why they call it chasing the dragon. It's such a, a captivating high and such an all encompassing high. You have no problems when you're on heroin. Jesus. Oh my God. Yeah. Started getting tattoos to get clean. I ended up, you know, going down and staying with my grandma for a week. And while I was down there, you know, I was like, hey, nanny, you want to get me a tattoo? And she's like, okay. Like, I thought I expected her to kind of say no. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want a tattoo. So I know it's kind of corny, but this, this tribal that I got, I sat for a four hour session my first time and got it done. I wanted like the sun in it, yada, yada. And, you know, looking back, tribal's cliche, but that's a good meaning behind it. My grandma bought me this tattoo, so I love it. Yeah. No, that's Which, nice. And I'm glad you got out of that stuff and, you know, started yeah. just beating people up. Okay. Yeah, well, I got my ass Chasing beat. a new dragon. Be beating people up just started in the last, like, two years because I've been fucking everyone up. <laughs> but before that, it was me getting beat up. Hey, now I'm going through that. I've been doing it for, like, six months, and... Like, I don't want to fight, 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 but oh my God, all the chokeouts, these just got to stop. Okay? Do you train primarily jujitsu? Do you strike at all? Yeah, I do jujitsu mostly. I don't really strike that much. Do you, or do you prefer gi or no gi? No gi. I hate messing with lapels and I hate grips. I mean, uh, I like it. It's just like, I think about it more like, okay, when I have to exercise and stuff, I don't want to be in a big ass outfit. It just makes things heavier. If you put a hoodie on and roll a couple rounds, man, I'm telling you, you get that water right out of you. Yeah. Oh, my God. No. See, I just try to, like, I bring my big gay fan. Where is it? <laughs> you have a big gay fan? Yeah. One of those, you know. Like, oh, I was, like, thinking it was, like, gay was an adjective for the fan. And I was, like, thinking. Well, I mean, technically, the one I have right now is, uh, it has a rainbow flag on it. But some of them are different. I was about to say, I was thinking, like, some rainbow dick propellers. And like it sprays a little water out of the dicks too. Oh my god, that would be so cute and hilarious. I know that's, that's <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, hmm. No, that is super. Cool. Patent the dick fan. I wonder if Mark Cuban will invest. You in know that. they already have it. Okay. I just need to look it up on Amazon later. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, they're okay. <clears throat> so you were in that situation. Okay, mm -hmm. well. Did did you have to go to rehab or anything like that? So when I told you that I went down to Tennessee, I literally got clean on my own. What I essentially did was is okay. We were talking about shame earlier, and sorry, I, I sometimes right, I'm right. getting off on tangents, but I swear it has a, a, a coerce or cohesive meaning with what I'm saying. Um, shame is what started it. So I had a supply for the heroin because I was working. I was working 70 hours a week in a factory. Um, I had a, you know, good friends who were heroin dealers. It was easy for me to get, et cetera. But it came to the point where I started to have these thoughts. There was this passenger 
that was riding along with me. And when I say passenger, like Dexter, yes, yes, perfect, exactly. And I still have the passenger. I want you to know that. And that's that's Pride Slayer. Also, we, you and I were talking earlier. I know you're giving me that look, but I, I'm just being honest with you. I have the passenger. The lightness that you may see, the positivity. There's a passenger right behind it. He's taught me lessons. And the passenger one day, you know, was was talking to me and saying, "Hey, your mom's got a bunch of shit that you could steal." And it it crossed my mind. And when it did, I was immediately like. Not fit, not literally, but I was like, who the fuck am I? Who the fuck am I? Since I was a child, you know, I've never stolen anything. I'm dead serious. Anything. Never. I've never stolen anything from anyone. I know that may sound crazy. I have never stolen anything from anyone in my life. When I was four years old, my mom and I were in Kroger. And I grabbed this little like puppet off a shelf. It was a Labrador head. I remember it vividly as fuck. And we were walking out and I still had it so because I stole it. We were in the parking lot when my mom took me in and whooped my ass in front of the you know cashier. This was in the 90s when you were still allowed to do that. Whooped my ass in front of the cashier and made me give it back. Since then, I've never stolen anything. When that thought crossed my mind, I was like, you're not even the same person anymore. So I, I And you know that my mom uh, never knew that I was on heroin. My family never knew. I kept oh, wow. Yeah. Honestly, to this day, you know, I don't. I don't even share podcasts because I've talked about it on Kelly Patrick before. If I talk about my heroin use, I don't share it around my mom or I'll, I'll disable her from the, from watching it. Not because I want to, she, she knows she has to by now, you know, I'm yeah. a really public person, but it's one of those things like, I don't even want her to have to hear that. Yeah. And it, I hid it from my family. You know, my dad, my dad probably doesn't even know. He and I don't really, my dad's, you know, he, he drinks a lot. I don't want to, you know, tell his business. He's a good man. Um, but I just, addiction wasn't right for me, man. I, I realized I didn't need that. Went down, uh, started shooting water in my veins because it gives you a headache. But it was one of those things, kind of like smoking cigarettes. Sometimes when you quit smoking, you just need a piece of gum or you need like a straw to chew on to keep you from, I don't know, it becomes a habit, you know, and that, that was my habit at that point. I didn't point. even know you could shoot water. I guess I guess you can, but I'm like, yeah, uh, Van Halen used to shoot uh, one of the Van Halens. It might have been, well, I assume it was Eddie. Wait, there's two of them. Either way, uh, either guitarist or bassist or something for Van Halen, I was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and there was a plaque in there talking about how he would shoot Jack Daniels. So what I've realized is that anything you can ingest, you can shoot it. Anything. Anything, it's just much more potent. So if you shoot alcohol, it skips your liver and goes straight to your blood. So you can die because it's going straight to the fucking dome. That's kind of like butt chugging. I don't know if you've ever yeah, heard of that. Butt chugging gets you way more fucked up. Uh, sticking a pill in your butt gets you way more, you know, fucked up. All those things. Well, basically, I asked you this to know if you got clean at a, a twerk healing center. So. Oh, I went. I wish. <laughs> no, I. Okay. I grandma's house and at my brother's house. Nope. Yeah. Well, I feel I like smoked, I smoked a bunch of weed and hung out in Tennessee. Man, that was that's what I did to get clean well, off. Here. Well, yeah, these bitches talked it out at the Twerk Healing Center and <laughs> basically came around to the fact that you know, bitch, we gonna be friends regardless. Oh, and she asked her about Stripper Gate, which is did Porsche fuck the stripper? 
okay, from a couple episodes ago. I was wondering what that was. They didn't really go into very much detail. Yeah, they, they had a bachelorette party and that stripper dude. Yeah, Kenya seems like she would. Oh yeah, if you saw him, you would. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was like a whole thing. Oh my god, you should see him. His name's Bolo, and he's yeah. Okay, name Bolo because he's got like a giant schlong that's like a bolo. That's what I'm saying. It's giant. That's why oh. she did it. You know it. it. They barely had a blur. I couldn't believe mm. okay, that they're showing this on Bravo, but they are. Well, Bravo. <laughs> Portia, Portia says that they, that she did not fuck the stripper. So Marlo is saying, "Okay, bitch wolf. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm sticking to." So, so does her husband know she fucked a stripper? She is not together with her baby daddy right now. They are on turbulent. There's definitely some turbulence because he cheated on her. So she can do whatever the fuck she wants. But Okay, that's fair. But the thing is, like, and my wife and I have very, um, very nuclear roles. And what I mean by that is, like, she is very feminine and I have very masculine roles. However, though, my wife works now you know she started working a couple weeks ago back at a job uh waitressing and you know she's doing great and it's one of the what i'm getting at with this is like you know that dynamic is so unhealthy kind of like you were just mentioning the the get back at uh i can do this because you did that well man like we were talking about the kid earlier and like kind of having your kid up front and center for things well i think using a, a child to as a basis for like positivity and healing is the best thing you can do. And like we're talking about, you know, she's upset with her baby daddy over yada, yada, man, sometimes you're going to fuck up, but you just got to like, you got to make it work sometimes for your child. You know, if you love somebody like, all right, I, you know, I, I love my wife, but when I see Zhao Godot who plays Wonder Woman on TV, I'm like, you know, damn, she's hot. You know, it's one of those things like people have lust, people have lust in their heart and people make mistakes. Yeah. But didn't she on her while she was pregnant? I'm just like, mm, oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty. He can go fuck himself. Dennis is gross, and okay. she needs to leave him. <laughs> I mean, I, you, know, Dennis, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I can understand that. It's just like as a as a man when I when I see those things, it's kind of like I it would be I would be more inspired by the woman taking a stand and being like, you know what, I'm not going to be with him, but I'm going to you know be a good person. And I understand that's not the point of the show. She wouldn't even be on the show if she was like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, she she didn't. That's what I'm saying. I think they were. She was technically single. You seem like you're not a fan of monogamy. Why? I don't know. I I feel like that that monogamy seems to not be something that you hold in high regard. Like, not that you you hate people who are married. I just. What do you think about monogamy? Do you think people I don't really discriminate? Monogamy? I mean. I'm fine with it. I don't know. Um, Are you familiar with uh, one of our uh, closest relatives in the animal kingdom, the bonobo? You ever heard about a bonobo? A bonobo was a study. Um, man, I can't remember the doctor's name off the top of my head, but I've watched several of his videos. Bonobos are some of the most sexually promiscuous animals in the animal kingdom, and they'll sleep with anyone besides their mother. They'll sleep with sister, um, dad, but for some reason, the males will not sleep with mom. The, they they are homosexuals off sex with other men that they do all these things and it's it's the cultural norm you know and then you've got other primates who you know pair up for their whole life so it's one of those things studies on human evolution are really inconclusive when it comes to are humans monogamous 
or are humans polygamous? And, you know, if you look at certain uh, religions, like in Aramaic cultures, it's typically more acceptable, you know, for a man to have a harem, which is several, you know, women has several wives. Whereas in America, it's almost like the reverse. You have, you know, and I don't know these pop culture uh, stars very well in their backgrounds, but a lot of the female rap that I seem to be hearing is almost the opposite, like where they want to promote a woman having a harem, like, oh, I got all these dudes on the back burner and they're providing for me, et cetera. You know, so it's it's just interesting to see from culture to culture how people view monogamy. Yeah, I don't really discriminate, uh, but it would be like across the bridge when I came to kind of thing. But I I don't know. For me, I feel like I'd want to be more monogamous just because. Right. You seem like you would be a great person in a monogamous relationship. Like, I could see you getting up extra early and cooking breakfast, but oh me and you are similar in an aspect. I could also see you, too, if they fucked with you, that you would ruin their life. Listen, do you escalate sometimes? It's no big deal. What is it? I said, I can be a, big, a bitch sometimes. It's no big deal. See, like, I. I'm one of those people, I, not as bad anymore, but man, I used to be one of those people when, when someone did something wrong with me, I always had to up it by like tenfold. And sometimes being in a monogamous relationship, you know, if my wife doesn't say hello to me when I come in, like five minutes later, I'm like, just not love me no more. Like, you know, and I'm all pissy and shit. And it's like, you know, a lot of it has to do with me being like, you know, tired from training, but God, sometimes I get petty. I'm telling yeah. you. Hey, no, bitch, I'm there with you, okay? Um, that was pretty much Atlanta, but let's blow through New Jersey because I got to give these bitches their um, results for their power of veto, okay? Power of veto, okay. Yeah, okay, so main thing that's happening on New Jersey as we go over each episode, um, Jackie threw that birthday party for her husband. Yeah. Teresa decided that was the wrong episode, right? Just so I'm clear. That was the wrong episode. Teresa again, and I'm gonna get the wrong. I'm gonna get the right episodes. I said wrong, but I'm gonna get the right episode. You're fine. You're fine. Teresa um, was starting shit. She was starting shit, saying that her dude was cheating on her at his party. Okay, uh, whose husband owed money? Melissa, Melissa's husband. Okay, no, it sounds like you you've got it. You were actually watching it. No, I did. I really did watch them. I apologize that my like because the context. Your descriptions make it sound like you got it wrong, but you got it right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the dude owes her money. Yeah, that's part yeah. of the episode. So that's good. Um, well, basically, Teresa was saying Jackie's dude was cheating. So mm-hmm. in response to that, Jackie tried to make an analogy. She says and said, "Well, I heard Gia just coke in the bathroom." at parties, which is her 17-year-old daughter. So Teresa was like, fuck you, bitch. And that's why they're not talking, because this bitch decided to one-up her husband with her daughter. And that's such a disgusting like way to manipulate someone. But that's some entertaining shit, I'm not going to lie. Because I, know, I didn't know how she could... I like this one better than the other one, kind of because it was more cringy in, in some aspects. I'm like, oh. like, dude, if somebody said that about my daughter, true or not, like and my daughter's seven, but you know, I'm very down to earth and you know, she's going to be that age one day and that's the age you start fucking with drugs. I would knock a motherfucker out in a moment, dude. Yeah, I know. I couldn't believe she said it. But, I would throw hot fucking liquid in their face. Like, but she, but she refuses to take any responsibility for the stuff she's saying because you know, 
when Jackie's like, well, I need you to apologize for what the rumors that you're saying about my husband. She's like, well, you know, I, I didn't, I, I heard the rumors. I didn't spread them. You know what I'm saying? But bitch, like you're telling people. So yeah, you hundred percent did. But um, Teresa is the star of the show, which is why she doesn't have to apologize, which is why it's the whole thing. Okay, so basically she's got like diplomatic immunity. Yes, Teresa has been on the show since season one. She's the only OG that has left. Not only that, when she got caught up and ended up going to prison, they literally stopped filming the show until she got out of prison. Okay. Because she's so integral to it. Yeah. So hold on. She was in prison? Oh, yeah. She okay. You should have seen her first season just spent buying everything in cash. About the second season, the the litigation's coming. Where's that cash coming from? You get to uh, because she basically they both got caught for fraud and uh, with their whole money situation, and uh, he ended up going to prison for like three years or so. She went for a year. Money for that long, you know. I said it's crazy a nonviolent crime and stealing some money from like no one. Can put you in jail. No, they stole money from people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah and and that's the thing is, and he's deported because he never filed for citizenship in the United States, and he's Italian, so oh. he's never lived in Italy since he was a little kid. But since he didn't file, and then uh, got yeah, a felony. Non-trigger. I'm Italian. That's bullshit. Yeah, he got deported, and they divorced because of it. Well, you've got to see this whole bitch's whole life on this show. Okay, so Jackie, if she doesn't want to apologize to you. You're fucking yourself. Okay, that's fair. That that makes a little more sense now because again, I'm just like, eh. yeah. Why won't she just apologize? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking the same thing. Um. Oh, I love this whole storyline of Margaret talking about how she slept with her boss, and and she's saying it's not a me too, but she's also bringing it up like she was taken advantage of. But no, it sounds like you're just telling us you were kind of slutty. Well, you know, I think that naturally people not even women have like an attraction of people in power and but that's not really taking advantage of someone i think almost any interaction is from like a power vantage point you know whether you're with someone for money or because they got a uh a bolo dick you know or whatever it is you're in that's his power you get what i'm yeah. saying so i don't really think that's taking advantage of somebody i think i think that you know she wanted to be a slut and wants a way out of it yeah yeah, no, yeah. I just don't like how she's framing it. Like, and, di- and I feel like it, she's saying it like something bad happened, but like she was raped type deal is kind of yeah. But it's like no, bitch. Okay, so these were all consensual, and you just felt like you had to do it, and there was pressure to fuck the dude. Okay, but like, please tell me where something's wrong here. You know, it's hmm. kind of crazy because, like, to say you were pressured into something. Imagine if she just never texted him back. You know. <laughs> It's not like, you know, she has to be around that person. What's her boss? Well, you, you, okay, yeah, never mind. No, you're right. It is her boss. But again, ultimately, you don't have to sleep with your boss. That's why laws are in place for things like that. You know? Yeah, but she's older. Maybe the laws weren't in place. You know? Maybe. <laughs> How old um, is she? I feel like a lot of those females are a lot older than they look. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's very true. Especially, yeah, 100%. Like, how old do you think you know? Do you remember Cynthia? Um, not, not off the top of my head. Hey, let's just go Kenya. How old do you think Kenya is? Probably 31, like, looks 31, but I'm gonna say maybe like 
40 just because I feel like I'm off. But like 31, she looks younger. She's 50. Yeah. Man, that saying black don't crack is super true. 1971 is when she was born. What the fuck, dude? She's only two years younger than my dad. She's great, isn't she? Wow. Black don't crack. You're right. Um, well, that sucks. Okay, You're 28 and I look 35. Sucks. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the pool party. Okay. So, yes. Melissa's husband, Joe, apparently. Um, Michelle, this bitch Michelle is saying that he owes her husband tens of thousands of dollars at this pool party and they confront each other and it was kind of funny to me because he was literally like, "Uh, yeah, you kind of owe me. What do you think I'm doing this for free? He's like, yeah, nigga, you're literally riding my dick for clout. And then he's like, okay, well, let me just sell your house and we're good. I'm just like, wait, what? You just gonna let him? Do, I guess when money's involved, you can just let people be gross to you on camera. But I couldn't. Yeah, I, and that was kind of my thing behind it, and it seemed a little bit rehearsed, almost. You know, it was one of those things like I. It went too well, and he was definitely yeah. disrespecting you. Like that was yeah. that was blatant. I don't. I know guys like brush things off, but that was like blatant. Not something like that, because again, ultimately, you know, we have that reflex that when you fuck with my house, you know, and, and money and then nah, I felt like it would have led to a fist fight for real. And for somebody kind of too, to just be like, you're riding my dick for clout like that. Nah, that's like one of the most ultimate insults you can say to somebody. Cause you're like saying you're not even good enough to make it on your own. And yeah. You were, you were just doing this and maybe if it went good, I was then going to help you. That's kind of what the case was here. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, uh, yeah, that sounds kind of fucked up. Uh, I think it was, I think it was a little, yeah, like you said, it went a little too well. I think I would this fight. I think I think you're right. I bet you anything, he probably heard this. And well, it's like they do damn research. This is the thing obviously that was going on on the show, huh? I said it's like they do damn research on the shittiest thing they can find on each other, and then when they meet up for the week, they're like, hey, guess what I found out. Well, that's what I'm saying. I bet I bet you anything, as soon as Joe heard this, he was pissed and called. Yeah. Before they even had this scene, I bet you he called and was like, bro, what are you saying? <laughs> and they probably talk about it lightly, and then they're like, okay, well, we'll just catch it on camera when we get together. Yeah. There you go. That's I bet you anything. Well, uh, I don't know. Maybe he thought he'd get his ass beat. Who knows? Um, and... Okay, last last thing on this. Uh, Jen gets fucking wasted, hammered, wasted out of her mind, has to get dragged out of the party. Yes. Please regale us with a great drunken story of yours. I know you have to have one. Oh, my gosh. There are so many, man. Okay, okay, okay. I got one. So I was hanging out at my friend's house who I've been friends with for years, and he had a little brother and an older brother. And it was kind of like, mine and my buddies drew place to go and party. You know, we know no one will bother us in the middle of nowhere. Well, I had gotten a bottle of Everclear from somebody. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, we're taking shots and, you know, hanging out. And this was, yeah, this was, um, I don't know. I'd been out of jail. I'd been out of trouble for about a year and a half. So this probably about four years ago, something like that. And I had one fight at the time. Oh, and one, I'd lost the fight too. Uh, 
and I'm sitting in their basement and all of a sudden I'm sitting there and like a fucking switch flipped. Like I remember saying some of this shit, but it escalated into me telling all of them that I could kill any of them with my bare hands right now and like held these motherfuckers like hostage while I like just sat there and talked shit to them for like hours. That is scary. And then I ended up finally falling asleep and they were nice enough to put me over and I woke up and my entire front of my shirt was full of puke. And his couch was covered in puke, so I snuck out to my car and left. What a fucking monster. I know, dude. I, I, that's why I don't drink, man. Like, it, Did you ever apologize? Yeah, me and this guy are super cool. I talked to him literally yesterday. Me and him are super cool. He understood. And that's why me and him are friends, honestly, is because, like, what a douche. What a fucking tool do I sound like? And these guys, honestly, they probably could have, like, beat my ass, you know, three people. While I'm sitting there drunk, they could have probably beat my ass. You would have beat the fuck out of me because I'm the type of person in that situation who's just cracking a joke, and that's how that I'm gonna get my ass beat. You're gonna be bad. well. It was, it was like <laughs> dude, for real. Nine times out of ten, when I when I have drank, you know, I I, I am sober now. I won't drink at all. You couldn't pay me for a thousand dollars. I would drink for a hundred dollars. I would I wouldn't take a single sip because of what it does to me. I got my shoulder. Last time I drank was in like November. I got my shoulder hurt. Like and Latoya. huh, like Latoya, why she's not yeah. drinking. And it was like I went from training every day to not being able to train at all. And then within a week, you know, I'm drinking a fifth of liquor a day, and then it started two fifths of liquor a day, you know. And I've got a, I was working still at the time at Buffalo Wild Wings as a manager, and I literally was getting like no sleep and coming in hungover and all kinds of shit. And it was just, it was a nightmare. And you know, I, I can't do that. I, I'm not because then I get to the point where, like, I'm a functioning alcoholic and it's like I'll be, you know, getting up for the day and I'm, I'm already drinking to go, you know, go to the store. You know, I'm getting toward yeah. it's noon and I'm taking shots just to get a little buzz for the day. So I don't I don't drink. I, I abstain from it. It's not good for me. You know, good for you. Good. Hate it. Uh, I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. Okay. Well, I do recommend why why I have you uh, try kratom. It gets a really bad name, and a lot of people have given it a stigma that it's like something to get high on. But kratom is like a natural plant. It's very similar to coffee and caffeine. I'm not sure if you're a coffee drinker, um, but I take a teaspoon of kratom before I like train or when I get up in the morning, and it's super helpful. I'll send you some more information on it so you can actually like look at it. Understand, but uh, yeah, I'm Starbucks actually, is my crack. So, what is it? Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, kratom is the best. Like, if you ever get caffeine jitters um, from too much caffeine or, or a headache, kratom's not like that. Like, it gives you like a smooth energy. Now, you can't take too much to where you get like nauseous, but that's with anything, you know. Um, I use it every day. I, I don't, you know, I don't smoke weed. I don't drink. Um, when weed's legal. I definitely will enjoy some, but until then, you know, I, I just, if I don't need it, I'm, I'm not going to go out of my way for it. But again, I, hopefully Kentucky comes along and legalizes it, and that may be a different story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, the Kratom situation definitely let me know, bitch. But. Sure, yeah, it's great. Uh, a lot of the guys I train with, uh, I actually got turned on to it by one of my coaches, brown belt in jiu-jitsu, college wrestler, uh, four-in-one MMA fighter. He's a badass motherfucker. And, you know, it was like, I had first heard about Kratom from a friend who was like, yeah, man, I take Kratom. I get so high, blah, blah, blah. 
because they were taking like a stupid amount and trying to get high off of it. If you use it to get high, it's going to fuck you up. It's not yeah. something to enjoy. If you want to take a little bit to help with anxiety or energy, perfect. Okay, bitch. Well, thank you for all these helpful tips, first of all. No problem. Yeah. I appreciate even being on here again. I, I was very excited, you know, as I told you when we first talked about doing it. Um, we're different, but we're very similar. Yeah, but I learned we have a lot in common, actually. We're very similar, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting to see, you know, what sides of the same coin hold, you know? Yeah, no, it's dope. Oh, my God. No, it's definitely – I loved this, Jesse. It's Me nice too. talking it's, to you. It was funner than the Billy Patrick show by far. Real? Oh, my God, thanks. I'm serious. <laughs> I like Billy Patrick. I ain't talking shit about his podcast. I love the show, but yeah. it was nice to not sit here and talk to you about – fighting for two hours you know no. we got to talk about some stuff that i'm so uneducated on and i loved how you started it by the way i loved how you started out the podcast with like not be i'll say abrasive because that's your turn with the whole you lost all the weight and think you know everything but i loved it because <laughs> the podcast you know what i realized i don't know everything at all i had so much to learn <laughs> i love that <laughs> No, well, oh my god, but you've been going two hours. I gotta give these bitches their results. I appreciate so, you. Thank you so much, Jesse. This right. has been really great. This um, was super fun. We'll definitely have to do this again after the fight. No, of course, bitch. Yeah, and good luck on that. You're fighting Saturday. Yep, my guy's coming from a UFC gym, so we got a tough opponent, and I'm going up in weight class, but we're gonna knock him out. Now, before we go, we do got a couple things. Sure. So first thing, um, shout out to uh, Veercast Digital Media, Matt McCarthy, LiveSportsCaster.com, who set up all this shit that we're doing right now. So thank you, awesome. bitch. That's so so badass. And then uh, Dirty Bulk Lifestyle, uh, Facebook and Instagram for your square tit apparel for like shirts and and pants of workout time. You know that whole stuff. Um, and I have a. Stand-up show on the 15th of May at the Ooh. 21st Amendment Tavern. It's a Saturday. You should come out and support if you hear this, okay? Um, and you should come too, Jesse, bitch, if you're free. Uh, bring your bitch, right. Right, get a babysitter. Um, and, yeah. Until next time, you guys. You know how we end the show, right, Jesse? No. Please, please introduce okay. me. To on the count of three, you say, suck a dick. Okay, absolutely. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Suck, suck a dick. dick. Yeah, okay. A little off, but thanks. <laughs> One, two, three. Suck a dick. No. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> hey, at least you said it. Okay.